I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the star I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? All right, you guys say another day, another dollar. And yeah, I am being biased. It's my favorite podcast because it's my own podcast. What if it did work? Today, my guest. Today, I'm joined by our guest speaker, mindset and peak performance coach, Jeff Wickersham. He is known for helping busy, stressed out clients unlock their potential through the power of the four-step morning fire methodology. He's the founder of Morning Fire Coaching, which guides clients to implement game-changing habits for more energy, abundance, focus, and freedom one morning at a time. He's a practitioner with what he teaches and loves being in the trenches with his clients. His recent accomplishments, man, this I love, including finishing his second David Goggins, four by four times 48 run, meditating over $1,700 days and taking a cold shower or ice bath for over 1,360 straight days. Man, I, I, I tried doing that, Jeff. I, in fact, that, that's one of the things. I'm, I'm sure you've done the 75-day hard challenge. I have not. I have okay, not done well, that challenge. It, I, know, I know about it, but yeah. yeah Andy Frisella, well, yeah. It, it goes in the phases. In the second phase, you have to do uh, 30 straight days of doing uh, a cold shower for like one minute straight, two, uh, it's longer than that, three minutes yeah. or something. Like, and it seems like it's like a half hour. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. So welcome, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And, and you're, people are going to laugh at this. Originally... I, well, I, I listened to you on the Fit Mess because I, I love the Fit Mess podcast. One of my favorite guys. I love those guys. And I'm like, Jeff Wickersham, quarterback of LSU because I'm an LSU alum. And, and you know, the picture on Google says you're the LSU former LSU quarterback. I don't I don't know how the algorithm has. Uh, I played that joke for many years uh, back when technology, right? We didn't have Google. But then somehow Google has put my picture and then all LSU football after it. So when you, you, you sent the message, I was like, it happened again. I mean, I literally have had people say, oh, man, we hung out with you. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, who was it? Oh, Philip Rivers at my cabin. Great to connect with you. And I was like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> but, but the best part is you're like, yeah, that's not me. That's Google. Do you still want to have me? And I'm like, dude. I thought that would have been just icing on the cake. But if it, when it comes to LSU, Louisiana, when it comes to personal business development, it, it, there's a reason why it's a 49th state. I, I'm an alum. I wrote a book. I plug LSU. I plug Louisiana. And out of 60, over 60,000 downloads, my podcast, literally less than six are from the state of Louisiana. <laughs> so trust me, brother. It, 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 you know, it, it wouldn't have moved the dime if, if unless we're we're discussing Brian Kelly and LSU and, and yeah. what it takes to win another SEC championship, they're, they're, they ain't going to listen. So, but I read your bio. Mm -hmm. So you, you had a late start though, when it comes to personal and business development, right? I did. So I had a life event almost eight years ago, I'll be eight, eight years in December. I lost my mom to breast cancer. So when you watch the woman that brought you into this world, leave this world, literally take her last breath, that 
fragility of life, that two by four, I mean, smacks you clean upside the head, right? And I was in corporate America for about 20 years. And I just said, I, I needed to chase and figure out what I'm passionate about, what my purpose is and, and live by that because life is fragile, right? Today is a gift we'll never get again. Tomorrow is not promised to us. So I left corporate America, opened up a gym locally. I was always in the fitness. I was always an introverted kid. And that was sports was a way out and a way to kind of get out of my shell. And then what grew out of that was mindset and peak performance coaching, because there's no shortage of gyms in America yet. 72, maybe now 73% of adults are overweight or obese. It's, it's that battle in between our ears that you face. I face, we all face and if you can start to, rather than fight your mind, wield the power of your mind, the whole game changes. I agree. And it's all a mindset because at 49, I'm in way better shape than in my 20s. And it, it starts with the habit, but you have to create that habit. You have to start. And you, I'm sure you, you've seen this poll, women prefer the bad dot, the the dad bod. Tell me that's not ultimate 100% bullshit. It's total bullshit. I mean, I'm 47 and I'm in the best shape of my life. Like I just did a Spartan run a couple of weeks ago and got in the zone. I think, you know, 47 years young, I was 31st out of 3,500 people, two out of 200 in my age group, like just crushed it. And that, that whole, that, that's such bullshit. Like if you want to run fast in life, feel good about yourself mentally, physically, you got to be in shape. This fact that we can just, especially as men, just sit on the couch, drink beer, eat like crap and feel good. Good luck with that. Right. It's, it's just not going to happen. Well, my, my weight loss journey and getting in shape I, I gained, it started 17 years ago. My, okay. my daughter turned 17 in December and I gained the weight with my ex-wife. We hired a, a personal trainer mm-hmm. and I asked them point blank. You'll love this. Obviously, this guy's not into personal or business development. I was thinking of running a half marathon. Do you think I can do it? And he looked at me. He's like, how far is that? I'm like 13.1 miles. And he laughs. He laughed in my face and he's like, you won't do it, brother. <laughs> so, right? Can you imagine? Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure at, at your gym when you have people sign up and they're like, can I do a Spartan? Can I do a marathon? Can I do a half? Can I get off my couch? You're not like, dude, you look like shit. You're, you're, you're at, at best, we can get you the, the dad bod. You, you look like a whale, but we'll, we'll get you to dad bod shape, right? Even you had that, that look like, really? This, this guy said that to you. I literally, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head is I'd like to knock that guy out. Like, seriously, but like, come on. I mean, what, one of the things as human beings, the greatest gift we can give somebody else is say, Omar, you've got such potential in there. Like, let it loose, dude. You've got this, be a cheerleader, be positive force in people's lives. Then people can uncover that edge and and really live truly aligned with who they are because so many people suffer, right? Because they, they know they have that potential, but they're living so far under that potential. And that gap in between is where the suffering lies. So how can we uplift others and say, you know what? You got this. All right. You know what I do? And you hear somebody else tell that all of a sudden you start to believe it. You start to say it. And then all of a sudden you're, 
crushing a half marathon. Jeff, if somebody told me they're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Everest, I agree with them. I'm like, so many people out there are destroying dreams. So many people out there are destroying people from starting. Right. That my, the mindset, the mind is already fragile. We already have that little voice saying we're not worthy. We can't do it. Now, now yet we're gonna we're gonna pile on onto that. Of no, I, I mean I'm the opposite though. I've, I've had so many naysayers. What I took, yes, we we fired that guy, horrible trainer, and, and this was before personal development for for me. Oh no, 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 we we're already doing it. That's why I, I fired him. And I used his his voice, his words, personal for for that little voice. I signed up for a marathon, a full. I'm like, screw him, man. I'll show him. 26.2 miles later, finished that, did 25, did about like 75 to 100 halves, tore my ACL. I still work out. I I did the Spartans, the Muddy Buddies. Mm -hmm. Age is just a number, man. And and you can do two things. You can listen to the naysayer. I could have been like, yeah, he's right. Let, Let me just stroll through a 5K. Let me do 3.1 mile or at, at the park. Give myself a, a hug. Give myself the accolades. You know, go on social media, post, hey, guess what I did? Because then, you know, the, the dopamine is going to kick in. Because right. Oh, my gosh, you did such an amazing job. <laughs> so, so true. And uh, that's always a delicate balance, right? I'm sure you kind of feel the same way of posting content on social, but not so much like if I posted every day, the workouts I did and the amount of like, I, I just don't want to, cont- but I want to show people that it's possible at 47 years young. And I say years young because the language we speak is so important. When people are I, like, I I'm 50 years old. Well, you feel 50. When I say 45, 47 years young, when I add that young in there, it gives me energy. It gives me juice. It gives me fire. Right. And, and there's so much we can do just in our language alone that can have a profound impact on how we operate and how we live every day. Well, I, I post away on social media my my workouts mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, like what you said, I, I want to empower somebody. I want somebody to go, I, I knew that guy. If that guy can do that, I can. And the second thing, if I was going you if I was a member of your gym, people post, people always click in. Oh, people always say, Hey, I'm here at, at such and such restaurant. Oh, hey, I'm here in Las Vegas. They, they love to plug the people that really don't need the plug. I'm sure Caesars Palace will do just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wynn Casino will do just fine. Benny Hines will do just fine. But they won't post that they're at their local mom and pop gym. They, they won't say, hey, I'm here at this small business. Because, you know, it doesn't fuel, it doesn't release the dopamine. It doesn't make us feel significant. So to me, yeah. hey, man. I was an entrepreneur and still am an entrepreneur. Jeff's gym is where I'm going because of all the other gyms, I feel like a rock star. I love the results. I love the personal service. It is what it is. Just that you post every, and and it works because the two member, the two gyms that I'm a member of has gotten members just based on me posting all the time. Now, the other bit now now these two businesses what i ask is why don't you post all the time <laughs> there you go cuz and, and i i i social media stalk you ever, ever ever since i thought you were the quarterback 
So, but, but yeah, no, man, your, your page, what you do, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. Yeah. I, I can't even have a, a rest day because, because I, I, I see your posts and, and, and you know, and, and I'm sorry if I'm, if I was friends with you and I grew up with you and I see what you're doing, but yet the only exercise I'm doing is like curling tall boys on Saturday and Sunday. I'd feel guilty, dude. I, I I would feel guilty. Yeah, and I, I've I've had some people that have confided in me that say that they're like I I watch you and I feel crappy about myself. And I I said, listen, one, let the ego go and just start doing the work, right? I I practice what I preach, and I put myself through very difficult things like the Goggins Run twice, right, to show you what's possible, and. We just were talking before we started, right? The victim mentality. When I feel bad about myself, you're, you're the victim because you can choose to do it. You can choose to be the best version of yourself. And, you know, I, I've had many iterations as a human being, right? I ended up shutting down my gym when COVID hit, reopened, and then I shuttered it, right? I don't have the gym anymore because it wasn't just where I was at. And that was a very painful thing personally, painful thing financially that that happened, but I'm getting up off the mat and I'm continuing to fight, right? And I think we have this misconception of failure, right? Where people think it's final. It's only final if you don't get up. If you get up, keep fighting. That's a lesson. That's not that's not failure, right? That's a lesson. That's gold that you can take from and learn from and grow from. And that's better than actually winning sometimes because you get better lessons and it's painful and you can bounce off of that pain and you can use it as fire. I agree with you. And hey, I feel your pain, man. I I bought businesses. I, I bought two supercuts. I don't know why. I, I think I read uh, Entrepreneur Magazine saying it's so easy to run. So I okay. bought two businesses. And uh, let's see. I, I closed on, on them February of 2020. Okay. Timing is everything. Wow. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So, so you know, buying the businesses and then paying all that for three to four months and then uh, the the back money and whatnot. Sometimes uh, I, I have to say this, not only is it a lesson, it's not, it's not a failure, but you have to minimize the damages. Whenever somebody says, so what's the most expensive, you know, what, what hair product would you recommend or, or what's the most expensive gel or whatever? I'm like, you know what? The most expensive gel ever I ever bought, I bought $300,000 worth of a little box. And, and, and I keep the box there to remind me. Yeah, I, 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 I use the gel, but let me tell you. No, and you have to do that. Mm. You have to minimize the damages. Because you and I, we could be having a pity party and go, oh my, but, and play victim mode. It is what it is. Failure, man, we all have learning lessons. You just get up. People love to watch Rocky. Why? It's a redemption story. Yep. You know, a story of about a guy, a Joe Palooka, that comes out of nowhere, you know, wins. And well, he doesn't even win in the first one, but he gets up every single time. And people don't understand they can write their own redemption story. You don't have to watch it. Just be it. Yeah. So, so true. And I love how you say, hey, you kept keep the box and like, that's the most expensive. I mean, I, I, wearing a wristband, pink wristband. I mean, that's in honor of my mom. I wear it every day. I wear that not to wallow in misery that I miss her. And I, you know, I don't have that 
connection physically anymore. I, I keep it and wear it to compel me to move. And as a reminder of like the most intense, deepest pain I've ever gone through as a human being. Okay. When you're feeling shitty, all right, it's time, it's time to move because she'd give anything to be here for one day to see her seven grandchildren. So why am I moping around or why am I having a down moment? It allows me to bounce back so much quicker. Well, there's two things. One focus on the years that you had with her, mm-hmm. that that's one thing. And, and, and two, and that that's the gift of life. That's the gift of today. So many people complain about it being a Monday or a Tuesday, or when is it Friday? Can you imagine driving down a cemetery or an assistant living facility? Mm-hmm. And those people would just give anything, anything. just for a Monday, for a, a, a bad case of the Mondays or a bad case of the Tuesdays. But yet people are hitting the snooze button. People are like, oh, I, I can't. It's like, brother, wake up. This is yeah. your life. This is your now, man. The reason why you're suffering, or you're going through so much bullshit is because you're living, you're living it up for the weekend. Your whole life, your whole existence is based on two days. Yep. Yeah. And I would say in life, pain is unavoidable, but suffering is a choice, right? You're going to go through pain, but, but you choose whether to suffer or not. And if you have, if you can get a state of gratitude, right? I mean, just writing down. Study science have shown if you gratitude journal once over a 10-week period, a couple things, your happiness level is going to increase by 25%. Why? All of a sudden you start seeing more things you're grateful for in your life. I mean, we have the ability internally in our body to create so much magic, happiness, courage, all these things, but we're not equipped to put those into practice. We're not taught how to put them into practice. And then we get to a point in life where we're inside the matrix and we can't get out of it. And then it's just groundhog day every day. And it's, it's so sad. I mean, I feel like it's a world full of walking zombies just going through the motions and life's going to be to your point. They're going to be in a assisted living facility. They're going to be in the hospital with just a couple of days left. And they're going to look back and say, just regret all the shots they didn't take all the chances they didn't leap into. And that's where so much unhappiness and pain is going to come from. And just everybody just chase thinking money is, is going to make all their problems go away. It just creates more problems. It just amplifies your problem. When, when you're in that assisted living or, you know, you're at hospice or you're getting ready to meet St. Peter and Jesus, you're not going to be like, Oh man, I'm glad I had that Maserati. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad i had that high rise oh that that high rise is what my my life life was meant you know and, and that's what hey when you talk about corporate america 20 years of owning franchises and just chasing money and thinking money and always if if i get this then i'll be happy and it wasn't until i realized it's all bullshit man Helping people, being in service is, is what the meaning of life is about. I mean, Mother Teresa could have made billions just um, when you have that much power and influence. And she chose a life of service. It wasn't like she was like, oh, man, you know, what these people in India need. If, if everybody had a Lambo here and, you know, we, we had pool parties, some major ragers, maybe everybody would be happy. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's so true. I mean, helping people totally fulfills you. It fills you up. And, you know, it's funny you said, hey, when when you make this amount of money, I mean, I, I, I published my first book during COVID and I hit the bestseller list. And, you know, I, I wanted to hit number one in my category and I did. And then it was over. And you're like, wait a second, that's it? Like, my wife was popping champagne and all, and I'm like, okay. And I was like, that's it. It's, and it's, it's so funny. Like we've been led to believe that you get to a point and you're sitting on a beach in white crystal white sand, you've got the blue ocean and you're drinking a Mai Tai and that's where we should chase and go to. Well, you get there, you'll be happy for maybe one, two days, and then you'll be bored as shit. And you might even die soon after that because you have no purpose, right? People need to have purpose. But if you can just say, you know what? I am never going to be exonerated of the work. I always have to put in effort and being the best version of myself, helping other people. You'll live such an amazing life and you'll impact so many people. You'll make a dent in the universe. And that's so much more powerful, at least from my standpoint, than chasing those dollars constantly. Yes, money is important to provide resources, to provide opportunities. If you're a parent, I'm, I've got two boys, right? But that's not what it should be about all the time. And that's what you see everywhere in social. And it's just, it's, it's a difficult pill for people to swallow that they're actually going to have to continue to do the work their entire life. The day you get exonerated, the work is the day you, you know, you meet your maker. So you're, you're going to laugh. You see, we are like-minded people. Cause I, I thought, man, if I get my book, Amazon bestseller, yep. bunch of categories, my life is going to be set. It, it's going to be the pinnacle, right? It, it happened. Uh, and I, I, I thought, you know, the rainbows were going to shoot out. I, I <laughs> like Jesus w- would send a ray of sunshine, my, my, my way, you know, the heavens would open up. You know, all these delus- delusional things that I, I thought. And then I, I remember like months later, I was having my 30th year reunion and a couple of people brought books to get signed. I'm like, and, and to me too. And that anybody wants my autograph. It's like, dude, we grew up together. You know, we had beer together. It's just a frigging book. And anybody could literally write a book. It, it's just about creating a habit. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks I want to write War and Peace. I want to be the next Stephen King. Everybody has has this parameter. All you do, you have a thought, you have a belief, you believe in yourself, you have faith in yourself. One page at a time, one paragraph at a time. It it, it didn't. The the only thing that I got for me was kudos for my mom, who I, I always hey if I, if I graduate college, if I do this, and mm-hmm. it, at the end of the day. Really, it's not about the money. It's not about the books. Literally, my, I want my legacy to be two things. I want to be the, the best dad to my 17 and 15-year-old. Yep. And I want people to go, hey, at the end of the day, he helped me out. He didn't care how much money I had. He didn't see me as a dollar sign. He just mm-hmm. wanted to help people. And that's it. Yep. Uh, I love it. Very aligned. I mean, my two boys, I, I tell them they're going to crush what I've done in life. I mean, I've been meditating with them both before school for the past three years. Like I said, you're going to have 30 years of meditation practice on me. Like you're going to crush what I've done. And that's why I'm setting you up for that piece of it. But. Exactly. It's 
we we didn't have that fun that fundamentals. I, none of it. And I give them I, I plant I, seeds of personal oh. development in them constantly. And I'm like, boys, you have no idea how amazing you're going to create a life because of what you go through now and the habits and the foundation you're building. I didn't find meditation until I was in my 40s. It's never too late. No, brother. it is. Yeah, with, with my my daughters, they're both in travel soccer. Okay. And all the parents and all, all their teammates would always look at them off because they they were grounded. They knew, hey, this this is a business. We're, we're funding someone's livelihood. Not these delusions. I might be the next Julie Fowley. I might next, I might be the next Mia Hamm. Mm-hmm. That's all significance. Hey, you know, did you remember what our, our my daughter did last year at the same tournament? No, because who cares, man? And, and they had that. When we draw, we drive wherever. It's all about personal development. It's also business marketing. Hey, do you what? What would be a great business to have in this strip center? Stuff yeah. like that. We never discuss. So, well, what do you think of these two teams that we're playing, or these three teams playing in the tournament? Who cares? You know. Yeah, I, I love giving those nuggets of wisdom and and little lines and notes and all kinds oh, of stuff. Just know, feeding yeah. it constantly because you know. It's seeping into their subconscious mind. And I get it sometimes. I'll do something and they throw it back at me. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you were listening to me. And I love how you hold me accountable too. Oh, they, my kids hold me accountable. I, I <laughs> yes. remember get, going through a, a, a pity party because I I broke up with, with this girl I, I, I grew up with. And I finally had the courage to ask her out. And I was taking my daughters. We're in steamboat. And I told my my oldest, I didn't even realize I was I was playing victim. And I'm like, you know what? I I hope you you find a really cool guy to to fall in love and marry because looks like I'm just gonna have to move in with you guys one day. And she she looked at me straight straight in the eye and she's like, Dad, maybe you should just stop dating mean bitches have you ever thought about that <laughs> I just looked at her. what a truth bomb delivered from yeah, your daughter. Like, well, at the time she she was 15 i was like wow i'm like i, I wasn't really expecting this answer but thank you that's awesome <laughs> yeah thank you for the, the, the gut check there you know and think about that gift as dads that we can give our our children i mean i i just i Yes, the pain of my mom was so deep and searing, but it's transformed me into such an amazing leader of my family and had the ability now to give these gifts to my sons that I never had growing up in personal development. What the heck was that? What habits? You need should you should create these habits. You should bookend your nights and mornings so you have a strong foundation. I didn't know any of that crap when I was growing up. Even in my 20s and 30s did I finally start uncovering some of it. So it's just such a gift that we can give our kids and our legacy, right? Like that's our legacy and you guys are going to be amazing. So love it. Late twenties for me, brother, for, with personal development, it was a UPW with the big, with the big guy before that I always was led to believe it is what it is, you know, Mm -hmm. suck it up. Yep. And you know, the, the world opens up when you learn a lot about accountability that you control your own destiny and, you know, Quit, quit living in our past. All we can do is focus on today. I've, I've got to ask you though, because I, I I read about it mo- mm-hmm. multiple on, on your page 
as well as what you sent me, the four-step morning fire methodology. Talk to me. So one, it's a mantra I live by. I've got it on my wrist, rise, fight, love, repeat. And it's a mantra that I created. I came up with, thought it was fantastic from a, like a symbolism, right? You're rising like a Phoenix reborn each day. You're fighting for what you truly want in life. And as we're talking, you know, we need that dog mentality, right? So much of life is just average, mediocre. They're good, but they're not great. They're not terrible. So you got to fight for what you want. Love yourself most importantly, and then you can love all those around you. And just that repetition, right? Consistency is that, that tunnel to greatness. So that's the mantra. You prepare for success at night, right? How are you going to wake up in the morning? How are you going to stack all these wins? How are you going to get a great night's sleep? And so many people aren't intentional at the end of their days, right? They're on their phones. They're getting a crappy night's sleep. They're not preparing for, hey, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So that's number one is preparing at night, right? Preparing at night, all those things you're going to hit in the morning. And when you wake up in the morning, stacking all these wins quickly, it just creates tremendous progress, tremendous momentum. And so many times, again, people are ending their days on their phones and they're waking up on their phones. And I say, when you check your phone first thing in the morning, you are totally giving up control of your day. You're letting negativity seep in. So when you wake up in the morning, I love grabbing a glass of water, right? The longest stretch of the day we go without water is when we're sleeping, rehydrate, get a little movement in, a little exercise. Doesn't need to be 150 burpees. Just move, meditate a bit, focus on your breathing. You can use an app, whatever it is, gratitude journal a bit. And then one of the things I love to do is write notes to my sons every morning, personal development seed. I plant, put it out in front of their door, right? Talk about a symbolic, you know, great gesture of love to them, send it their way, and then, then read a little bit. Those, those six things that I do, sometimes it's seven, man, I feel fantastic. So what happens when life throws me a curveball or a shit sandwich that I got to chew on? All right, I, I can do that because... I got, I woke up physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I got some hydration, got a little bit of movement, focused on my breath a little bit, focused on what I'm grateful for, gave love to my kids. All right. I can take on that other stuff. And so many people don't have that momentum. So they're starting from that defensive position right on their heels and anything comes their way and knocks them over. And then their day is down that negative path. So you control your state. You don't let your emotions control you. You don't let circumstances control you like the majority of us. No. And that's, that's the other piece, right? Is, is bookending your days. But so many times we've been taught in our life and we were asked as, you know, young kids by coaches, by parents, by teachers, well, how do you feel? Oh, I feel like crap. Well, then don't do it. Don't do it today. Don't take action. Well, then what happens when you, you're an adult? Oh, I feel like crap. I'm not going to take action. And what does that do to your identity? It erodes it, right? That, that's a spiral down where I love to flip it on the other side and say, no, wake up. Here's the identity I'm going to show up as today. I'm going to show up as a world-class athlete. I'm going to show up as a CEO of a million-dollar company. I'm going to show up as dad and husband of the year. Those three identities are pretty damn powerful. And regardless of how I feel, like hitting the gym, if I'm a world-class athlete, you think Michael Phelps is going to take a day off from the pool? Absolutely not. So what do I do? I take action and then how do I feel? I feel fantastic. So if we can define our identity and it can be a future-paced identity, but this is how I'm going to show up today, whew, 
then you're not relying on your feelings. You're not relying on other people to impact. You are showing up. You are intentionally being the best version of yourself. And there, it is like jet fuel in your veins. Well, could you imagine? I'm not feeling it today. Well, if I worked out only days that I felt 100%, Jeff, I'd, I'd work out like five or six times a year. Right. <laughs> That's it. Right. It's the truth. Like there are days I don't want to get my ass up out of bed, but my alarm's away from my bed. I turned off the ability to hit snooze. I've got one button. It says stop. And then I've got the alarm label labeled when the fucking day. So what I'm already getting triggered in the state, like I'm already getting a notification, seeing it. All right, let's go. I throw my stuff and I go. Right. There's these simple things that we can put into place to allow us to not have an option of hitting the snooze button, right? I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, do you know you can eliminate the snooze button? And people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, you can actually go in to the alarm and remove the snooze button. Why is the snooze button the biggest button on the phone? I, I tell people all the time with that snooze button, if you need the extra five, 10 minutes of sleep, get the fucking bed earlier. Yeah, Go to bed 15, 20 minutes early. How are you going to conquer your day if you're hitting that thing six, seven, eight, nine times? I, I, the world of being a single guy went out on a date. There was a, a blind date, first date with this woman. And I guess she was social media stalking. And she saw some of the a video that I said that that's bullshit. That's mediocre behavior. You never hit the snooze button. And, and she's like, well, I know you're wrong. And I, I, I teach my kids that it's perfectly fine for to hit it four, five, six, seven times. And, I, and I'm like, I had that same look. And I'm like, you know what? I don't accept that mediocrity. <laughs> it's like, it's a date when, and, and it was like, I was shocked that somebody wanted to tell me I was wrong with that. It's like, okay, so in what aspect is it better? Just go to bed earlier. Right. If you need to sleep, you, I, I, you know, Zig Ziglar always said, jump out of, and the guy probably jumped out of bed till the, the day he died. Cause he was in service literally till, till the end. And he always said, get, get out of bed with purpose and scream out. I'm going to have an outstanding day. I oh. saw the man in person. I know he wasn't like, well, you know, I'm dragging ass hit the snooze button four or five, six, eh, six, six is max. After that, you know, it's a little excessive. No, man. It's also like, Another, uh, when people ask me, how am I doing? I'm living the dream and everybody rolls their eyes. They're like, oh, Tony Robbins, or they'll say, oh, okay, Grant Cardone or whatever. And it's like, no, I am living the dream. I'm alive. I know plenty of people that are no longer with us. They wish they had this opportunity, this dream. So yes, I am living the dream. I'm alive. I'm well, you know, I've got somewhat of a sound mind decent body so yes i am living the dream you should I, i'll never tell any oh well i'm doing okay exactly that's why <laughs> your life is shit because it's just okay I, I i get the look of like what is this guy on when i go to the grocery store or target they're like Hi, how's your day i'm like great how's yours and they're like what the heck happened like what is this guy doing but it is great. It's a fantastic, like it's a gift that I'll never get back again. So why is my day not great? I'm standing upright. 
having a great conversation with you. It's amazingly powerful. Back to your snooze button. I love to tell people when you hit that snooze button, you're just saying your life doesn't matter. You're basically saying that eight minutes of crappy sleep is more important than every dream, your legacy, everything you want to chase. That's what that's the signal you are giving to the universe that uh, it's not worth it. Exactly. Or, or, hey, they don't hit the snooze button, but they have the alarm set for six, six, oh, five, six, oh, eight, six, because then they'll say they didn't hit the snooze button. Correct. <laughs> yep. A way to get around it. Right. But and, and, you know, when, when people say they can't, they can't, it, one, that's a mindset, but they don't understand habit starts. You have to nobody you when you start working out, it sucked, right? It the pain sucked, the embarrassment sucked. You're looking around because you're like, oh my gosh, am I looking like an idiot? Am I doing it right? Habit, you have to start with that one workout, with that one time meditating. And med, med, I meditate all the time. And right the first time, you're like, oh, this, am I doing it right? Or you yeah. fall asleep, or you, you buy all these apps, you buy the book. And when you tell people, yeah, I meditate, they, they think it's, you know, you're in a Buddhist. Yep. You're, you're a bald guy on the side of a mountain with snow pounding down. You're there for two days on end. No. Yeah. yeah. And listen to your, yeah. to your point, anything you do in life, you're going to suck when you start. Like when I started my podcast, I had no voice. Like it was awful monotone. When I did my first live on social media for my gym, when I started, I remember my hand shaking. I'm looking at myself. So I'm not looking at the camera. My bald head has sweat drops drip, you know, drip it. It was terrible, but I was committed to the process. And you know what happens after you do rep after rep, after rep, after rep, after rep, you get better. Exactly. Right. You're practicing. You're getting better. We all suck when we begin and we just have, again, go back to like failure, this concept of it. We think we're going to be great when we start. It's just not the case. Exactly. That's why, hey, do your first Zoom webinar. Do, do you get that first, your second, your third, your presentation? Do a blog. Yeah. It's going to yeah. read like shit. I, my, my first 10, 12, 15 episodes, my podcast and all that, and all that, and all that. Yep. I said that. Oh, and people would laugh. People would DM me and go, Oh, we're starting a drinking game. And it's like, thank you for the feedback. I didn't take it personally yep. because Hey, they're still listening. So you become mindful. You become aware confidence. The, that pilot that's flying you off to Vegas or wherever he's done it so many times. That's mm -hmm. why he's confident. Because yep. it's repetition. Repetition is the only way. You can't fake it till you make it. it. It's like going to run a marathon without any training or, or doing doing a Spartan. I don't know how to do a burpee. I, I don't know how to how to do any obstacles. I, I had the wrong shoes. I I can walk in with con, fitness, swagger. Yep. And I, it's going to show. The results show. And people don't understand. You have to put in the work. In anything, anything amazing, you just don't show up. That your 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 first paragraphs, you're like, holy shit! When you have that idea, yes, I'm going to write a book. Mm -hmm. But even even when I, I I wrote, somebody gave me the opportunity to write 
an article and I'm like, oh, I, I have a degree in journalism that I got 30 years ago from where, where the other Jeff Wickersham went to LSU. <laughs> and I read it and I, re- I read it now. I'm like, holy shit, I, I should be grateful that they weren't like, did you graduate from Alabama or Auburn? Because this is horrible. And, and I get <laughs> But that's, you know, I don't understand where people get that you just start being great. I, there's no book. There's nobody out there. There's no overnight success. There just isn't. But unfortunately, we're fed that from media, and from social, social media, media now. right? Now we see the success and we see the finished product. We don't know the hours, thousands of hours that go in behind the scenes, the self-doubt that every single person fights through, right? The mornings that they feel like shit and don't want to get out of bed, but they still get themselves in the state and they, you know, snap into what identity they want to live with. We don't see that. And I don't think we're teaching that enough, quite honestly, as parents. You know, to hit something the core of who my family is, my hidden edge. You know, I love to tell my sons and they see me freaking doing it every single day. I mean, this past summer, my boys were in the gym every day. I didn't have to ask them once. You know why? Because they've seen me do it as a leader, right? And we need to lead by example. We also need to educate our kids that, listen, you got to put in the work. It doesn't happen overnight. Be consistent. Rep after rep. Hit that mindset, Jim, as much as you can, and you'll be successful in life then. But you see, it starts with the, the foundation. I remember people were laughing and going, well, you came in millionth place for all these marathons, half marathons. I wasn't doing it for a friggin' goofy medal. Right. My kids were born into it. Yep. They do track and field. They play soccer. They, w- they would have to see their mom stretch me out. Or do an ice bath. They would cry because they thought, oh my gosh, dad's dad's getting ready to die. <laughs> but but they they never they never played Sega or PlayStation 20 or whatever that's out there because it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. They did CrossFit since they were three, four, five, lift weights. They know if they want more playtime, it's up to them. They yeah. they've never played in anything where, hey, let's not keep score. Uh, I, I, we could do like five podcasts oh, on, on that. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going through it right now in football with my boys and everybody gets some playing time. And it's just, it, it is like, we could, we could go on for, it, it we, is, we, I, I got suckered into that. It, it was my oldest. It was her first experience at soccer and they let, it, it was a five and a three-year-old and I'm like, mm-hmm. on the same team. This is crazy. And they're like, oh, and you can be the coach. I'm like, this is awesome. So it's me and this other guy. We're we're like strategizing. We're we're killing. And and it was I nine. Screw them. They they they're not. They don't listen. And they're like, no man, you're doing it all wrong. There is no score. Everybody's a winner. And and this guy was a Florida Gator alum. And after that, I pulled out my kids. I'm like, this is some mediocre shit. You give an award every week, not based on performance, but make something up. Kid could be like picking daisies. Great picker here. You're the player of the week. And I'm like, holy smokes. And then he would, to try to earn my business back, 
he would send trophies so the parents could come pick it up, thinking that one day, because he was he might be throwing me a bone, which he mm-hmm. wasn't, right. that I would change up and go, hey, you know what? I love this guy. I love the theory. But my final words to him are like, if scores don't count, why does the University of Florida keep on firing their football coach? The stadium's packed. People right. enjoyed it. Right. You know, nobody got hurt. It's all good, brother. So, yeah, that what well, one one thing um, you see, I told you we're, we're like minded people, man. Yeah, it's for all sure. About this disappointment. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to win, you have to want that win like your next breath of air. And, you know, it's a team. It's not up to you. You all win together. You lose together. If you can't stand that person, you better find a way to get along with them. Right. Right. Point yeah. Five. Yep. Yep. No, I listen, it's pervasive in youth sports these days. I don't get it. I don't agree with it. I think it builds this mediocre average culture and mindset in our kids that listen, I can just show up and I'll get playing. What the? No, you got to be the best one. And why aren't you playing to win the game? Cause in the game of life, people are playing to win it. But so many people now like are just, Going through the motions, going through life, average, mediocre. But but that's what but that it's bleeding out. It, yep. It's bleeding on every aspect. And then, hey, I'm proud of my daughters. But if they came in 12th place out of 13th in the science fair or whatnot, I wouldn't post about it. I wouldn't brag about it. I've seen so many people, so many of my my friends or whatnot. Hey, guess what? My kid came in 14th out of 15. Oh, I felt like saying, well, maybe. Science isn't their forte, but too, why are you posting that? Just post that they participated, man. You know? Right. Or they, you know, you want to cultivate a growth mindset. Hey, they gave their best effort. They gave everything. Exactly. Celebrate exactly. the effort, not what place they got in. And I always tell my boys, like, listen, I don't care. I, I care to a good degree, but your grades aren't everything, but it's the effort you put in, right? You work hard and you commit to being the best version of you can be. You do that, and you're going to be in that one percent because there's 99 percent of people that aren't doing that on a daily basis. Oh, I, I trust me. I, I know grades never count. They nobody's ever asked me for my college transcripts in, in corporate <laughs> no. America. No, no, nobody's ever asked me what what I, I got in biology my freshman year, or you know, nobody's ever wanted me to do 20 page papers. With a with with a glossary and a bibliography yeah. Yeah. And, and citations, it, I, academia is fantasy land because I I could only imagine if someone's boss says I need that answer and I need it now. You're like, well, do you want that double space and do you want that like in a twenty page paper that's going to take you a little while to read? No, just summarize it. Give me the elevator pitch and that's it. You know, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh so i i gotta ask you sir besides the gym mm-hmm. do you also do personal development training yep that's that's my full-time business now so i've transitioned out of the business it's all peak performance accountability mindset from a one-on-one perspective do have some other group kind of coaching that i do as well to move the needle because that's what so many people are suffering from. That's what, that's what the 
brake on the car that they're trying to drive real fast is, right? They're trying to slam down that gas pedal, but they got a foot on the brake constantly. So that's what I eat, sleep, and breathe on a daily basis. Yep. Well, the number one thing that besides accountability, though, is, is self-worth. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, you see all these people, a good majority, the self-destructive behavior comes subconsciously from them thinking, hey, success isn't for me, or mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of losing weight. I'm not worthy of whatever that little voice is telling them. Yeah. And it, it was that way for me as well. Right. To the point where we've all had it. We all have one or two negative beliefs that repeat. I mean, the, the average adult has 60,000 thoughts a day, 80 to 90% are negative and 95% of those negative thoughts are repetitive. Like, so you need to feed that positive dog, that positive wolf all day long. I talked to one of my clients recently and he was just, he's like struggling with watching the news and stuff. I said, you got to turn it off, turn off the fucking news. Exactly. Play inspirational YouTube videos from Tony Robbins, from Ed Milet, my YouTube, just because I have that on in the shower. I have it on when I'm cooking breakfast. I have it on when I'm working out. I have like two or three hours of these just positive thoughts coming in my head. You do that every single day. Imagine the energy, the focus, the passion you're going to live with. Cause you're feeding that positive dog and then that negative dog just isn't eaten. So it, it goes away over time. Well, it, it goes over there. It's all about the mindset. It's all like what you said, YouTube, you list, you listed like the Mount Rushmore of positive thinking, both personal and business development, top notch guys. And Anybody can say, hey, they're lucky. All of them have had the struggle, mm-hmm. whether it's Tony Robbins and his four dads yep. and whatnot and having to live in his car mm-hmm. and, and his, I don't even know how that man can fit in a Volkswagen. Beetle, <laughs> right. But, but somehow, somehow he did. I, I, I wish, I wish there was a video of that. And Ed Milet has, has his story. Yep. And when a person realizes nobody has not been given a a horrible hand, Mm -hmm. very rarely do you see success stories that they didn't have to overcome something. Right. It's just what it is. It it creates us. Our circumstances create us. Our past creates us. But you don't have to live there. And what, what happens, though, is everybody wants to live it his story or her story and played over and over like a broken record and, and hey, both male and female, I, I hang out with people and they're, they're reliving. It's like, I want to tell them at times, you know, I've heard this fucking story like 20 times already. Can, can you change the, change the topic, change your narrative. This is happening because you haven't let go. You hold on to it. Like it's a badge, like, like it's a million dollars. Right. Or change that narrative. Like, what are you attacking? Right. Like, what do you got going on next? Right. We went out to dinner with a bunch of couples in January of this year. And I had the Goggins, my second Goggins run. And they're like, you're not drinking. I was the only one out of 14 people. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to run 48 miles in 48 hours. I'm not putting a sip of alcohol in my body. Cause I got to train. And like, when you have targets, when you have missions, when you have things you've committed to, 
yeah, then you're not focusing on the past. No, here's what I'm going after. Here's what I'm doing. It drives my actions, drives my identity, drives my choices. And it's a, then people truly want to be around you, right? Energy is just so contagious and so many people aren't bringing enough energy and don't have things that they're chasing in the forefront. And that's a powerful, powerful practice to get into. Look at Goggins. The guy was like, what, 300 pounds? Twice. Twice. Exactly. Yep. But people look at the finished product and go, oh, man, that guy is a machine. Till you hear him speak, till you hear his story, till you read his book. Yep. And everything that he overcame from his crazy father, mm-hmm. the just circumstance, circumstance, circumstance. Obstacles are the way, like what Ryan yep, yep. So you have to go through them, you have to climb through them. That's the that's the one thing that I loved about doing Spartans. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't the, the little metal, the, the three little pieces that you could put yeah. together. Wasn't yeah. the, wasn't the shirt, wasn't yelling out Aru yep, and yep. saying I'm alum. It's literally, and the best part is seeing so many different people. You have 60-year-olds, yep. you have 70-year-olds, you have people that are handicapped. Physically, mentally, you have overcoming addicts. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a story that has to overcome something. Not only did they do that in the past, but they're currently doing that, doing going through every obstacle, going through the mud, living their life on their terms and conquering that self-limiting belief. Yep. Yep. Have you listened to the uh Goggins audio audio book, Audible? Oh, I, I love it. Because they've got better snippets. Better than... yeah, snippets yes. in between. It's there's yes. so much gold in between the chapters. Yeah, if, if I, I always bring that up because I don't know if everybody has. No, no. That. Yeah. If I ever do an audible on either book, yeah. I, I'm going to do it the Goggins way. Yeah, I, I am too. Because I, am too. I, I read the book. I'm like, yeah, it's good. But it, but somebody t- referred me and said, you have to listen. And when yeah. I listened to the audible version, I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> So if people great. did audible like this, what, what I hate too is like when, uh, Hey, I get it. You're busy. And they, they get a professional guy to do the, the voice work on it. And it's like, it's not the same, man. I want to hear the author. I want to hear it in his voice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got mine to do on audible here, uh, shortly. So I'm excited to do that. And it'll be me speaking hey, away. Hey, c- congratulations. I'm, I guess I have to work on my publicist because so far, the only thing that Audible has is my podcast, but definitely, and, and I, I get that from so many people. So uh, when's your, I, I can't listen to your book. And it's like, dude, it's an easy fucking read. You, you, it's a hundred pages. It, it's, yeah. it's two syllables. <laughs> a word, uh, maybe, maybe three, three word syllables, nothing more, nothing less. You can do it in a couple hours. Baby steps, brother. Read 10 pages a day. You'll 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 knock it out in 10 days. Yep. Yep. So, and I, I can speak to you for hours and hours, but I, I know the parameters. Anything over an hour, people are like tuned out because yep. pr- pretty soon we're gonna have to do three minutes because we're we're gonna have to try to do the the TikToks and the reels and all because people love the little snippets, but you know, that's in the future. So here. I know how to find you because I, I social media stalk you. Yep. But how does the listener find you? How do they find you on social media? How do they find your book? And more importantly, how do they hire you? 
Yep. So they can uh, find all things related to Morning Fire and what I do out on themorningfire.com. So www.themorningfire.com. They can find me on socials, Instagram, Jeff underscore Wickersham. Got the podcast, Your Hidden Edge podcast. If you want to grab the book, it's out on Amazon, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat. Ignite your morning fire. You want to drop me a line and say, listen, we need to talk your energy. I vibe with that. Drop me an email, jeff at themorningfire.com. Always just love having conversations with people. And Omar, I'm sure you agree. That's lost in today's world. Like actually having a one-on-one conversation, connecting with somebody and saying, holy crap, that's somebody I want to be around, right? So just always love having conversations with people. It's how you connect. It's how you sell. I, I see kids out on dates sitting across from each other, texting each other. It's like, why don't you put your fucking phone down, have an actual conversation, see if you vibe with this person. So maybe you can have a second, third, fourth, fifth date. Maybe you can learn about them. Maybe you can see their body language to see, is she really into me? Instead of, hey, maybe she just wants a free meal. (laughs) Too funny. (laughs) So any final words? Any final words for that person that's still waiting on the sidelines, waiting to take action, just overcome by fear or they're procrastinating, i.e. I'm preparing, I'm preparing, I'm preparing. Today is a gift we will never get again. So use it wisely. And courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is stepping forward in the face of fear. We all feel it. Move forward. Take action and live your best life. If I if we had a mic, we'd have we'd do the mic drop just like in um coming to America. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Rand, Rand, Randy, uh sexual chocolate right there. Jeff, hey, you're way more interesting, way cooler than somebody that was a college quarterback over 40 years ago. I just want you to know that life was meant to happen. There are no coincidences. Love it. I was meant to talk to you and I'm selfish. I do these podcasts because I get to speak to like-minded people. I get to speak to people that motivate me, that put a fire under my ass to completely go for it. And the rest, like what they say in Louisiana, which means a little extra lanyap. So, Hey, thank you for the time and brother, I'll keep on social media stalking you and I'll keep on listening to your podcast. Omar. Thanks so much, man. All righty, thank you. Every day I'm thinking like, what if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine, what if it did work?